Welcome to Zero Downtime, the new podcast brought to you by DCD's editorial team in partnership with Vertiv, the world's leading critical infrastructure provider. Hi there, and thank you for joining us for what will be episode seven of DCD Zero Downtime. It's no secret the climate crisis is a global issue, but with so many different facets making up the same problem, and with so much to be done, it can be difficult to know just where to focus our attention. When it comes to data centres, it's easy to get stuck on carbon. But did you know the impact we have on biodiversity will actually have a bigger effect on us in the long term than the carbon crisis? 70% of the crops we grow are dependent on pollinators, and with a third of our bees currently facing extinction by 2030, it's easy to see why something has to change. Biodiversity is on the decline, and even data centre builds with the best of intentions can be unintentionally detrimental. In this episode of Zero Downtime, DCD Global Editor and Keeper of Bees, Peter Judge, is joined by Michelle Wallace of Hoson Island to talk all things biodiversity and the data centre. We discuss how Hoson Island is helping reverse the damage, spreading awareness and creating tools for people to do their bit, giving both ourselves and the bees back some of their power. But first, a word from our sponsors at Vertiv. Vertiv has kept the world's leading businesses connected for more than 50 years. We build, deliver, and support critical infrastructure that's available, sustainable, and future-ready. Visit us at vertiv.com and see what we can do for you. So, we're in Zero Downtime DCD's podcast, and uh, this time I'm welcoming Michelle Wallace uh, from Host in Ireland. And we're going to talk about biodiversity. Um, so, first of all, Michelle, better start off by telling us um, what, why biodiversity is important uh, alongside all, all the other um, absolutely crucial and important issues everyone should be looking at. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having us on. So, yeah, absolutely. I think for me, on a personal level, why and why hosts in Ireland are focusing on biodiversity is some of the things that need to be done for the planet feel very out of our control. I, for one, have, you know, climate anxiety and so many other people do too. It feels like there's so much to be done and it's kind of out of our grasp, right? For what we're doing around biodiversity, it gives us all as individuals i'm not talking about companies here i'm not talking about industries but as individuals it gives us a little bit of power and control to actually feel like we're making the difference to to make our little difference in our little postage stamp in our environment um and that's really really empowering and hopeful and i think what we need to do here is actually have that feeling of hope where we're talking then about hosting ireland add all of those individuals up add in the companies who are helping to fund and support this and get the message out, well, then it becomes really impactful, right? When you've got this whole community of people who are coming together, who are trying to do the right thing for the right reasons at the right time, you know, and and they're all coming together to do it. And when we look at biodiversity, we're, you know, our initiative is all around bees. It's DCs for bees. But really, bees are just an indicator of overall biodiversity. They're the nice little fluffy guys who, you know, are flying around. We're all very familiar with them. And they're a great uh, bees and butterflies would be the two big indicators of the health of biodiversity in general. So that's where we would focus on bees. But actually, it is about biodiversity in total. And really, when, when you're talking about biodiversity, it is also about 
you know, it is seriously in decline. Bees are seriously in decline. Biodiversity in general is in decline. So when we can focus on creating the right environment for bees, there's a knock-on effect for general biodiversity. And that in in itself will have a knock-on effect for how our food is created and sourced because that's an issue, right? 70% of the crops that are grown are dependent on pollinators um so if we don't have them we're in yeah. trouble as a species if they're if they're in trouble as a species we're in trouble as a species so it's really critical right yes i mean it, it it's easy to think you're that um to get stuck on carbon your invite your, your, your data center is going to be environmentally friendly as long as it's using less electricity it's using environmentally friendly electricity and the chillers are turned off and that's all very much focused inside the building on stuff that um has has an effect some way down the line somewhere distant whereas actually the biodiversity crisis people are telling me sometimes is um more crucial than the it's, it's going to have a bigger impact than the carbon crisis in the in the long term and as you say you can see it all around you yeah so, yeah and, and it it started with bees and pollinators at hosting island and you know sort of um it is uh is the, is the situation actually that bad for, for bees and pollinators in Ireland at the moment? I, and it, this is not just an Irish issue. I think mm-hmm. where Ireland have, you know, where it's been highlighted in Ireland, first off, as part of Host in Ireland, we like to say we're not in the industry, we work on the industry. So we've got 51 partners who mm-hmm. um, all have some sort of presence in Ireland and so have an interest in Ireland. And that's kind of where we started. We thought, how can we take this audience? How can we do something for the greater good? How can we give them a toolkit to do something? Some of our partners, they have incredible, you know, CSR and ECG programs. Some of them are much smaller companies and don't have those tools available. So how can we bring all of these people together to do something? So that was kind of the first idea, I suppose, to, to, to try and do something around this. And then really it was to find the the kind of the, the very best thing that we can do. And when you're talking about, um, you know, when we're talking about biodiversity, we started looking at Ireland. We went to the experts, the National Biodiversity Data Centre, um, and Una Fitzpatrick there has been an incredible support to us because, you know, she, She's, she's got a lot on, right? She she created or co-authored the Irish Pollinator Plan, which was the Irish National Pollinator Plan, which was the first of its kind, we believe, in the world, where the, she's actually created, as, as part of this group, a number of actions that people can take to improve biodiversity um, and improve the conditions for pollinators. And then from that we had the opportunity then to create that as an industry. How do we capture this industry and use that? Now, what I would say is that while this was the first one created in the world and, you know, we were the first industry to kind of go after that and 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 try and leverage it and try and communicate it and try and create awareness about it, it's not a specific Irish problem. This is a problem that's all over the world. In every country, biodiversity is an issue. What we do know is in the Irish context that, you know, a third of our bumblebees are facing extinction by 2050. This is a serious issue. Um, but 
with things like the pollinator plan with creating awareness advocacy and action which is what dc's is dc's for bees is about and you know and all of the stuff that the national biodiversity is doing the idea is that we'll actually enact change in you know in small ways the amount of people now who are more aware of bees and biodiversity as a result of this initiative is incredible the amount of like requests we get in and the emails we get in and we're asking we're being asked like what plant should we plant and what should we do we're not the experts we're just creating the tools for 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 people to actually try and tackle some of those issues so while I would say it is an Irish problem, or at least the Irish problem is what we're focusing on, and there is that huge decline in biodiversity in Ireland, it is absolutely an issue that's happening all over the world. And by looking at what we're doing around this initiative, that can be done anywhere. It can be at least, maybe not exactly the same, but it can be taken as a blueprint. It's something mm-hmm. to start with. It's not a blank sheet. It can be done absolutely anywhere. Right. And the first thing is not to take the exact um, steps that you're doing, but to take, you know, the, the thing to copy of the blueprint is to go to the experts. Because I think, yes. you know, um, it's it's quite easy to do the wrong thing in this area, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Exactly. And it's something that we've been really, really focused on. So unintended consequences. So and, and it's not it's not that there isn't good intention. It's not that people aren't really focused on doing the right thing. It's that actually it can be it's a really complex issue. We've been learning about this over the last three years, maybe even longer, maybe three and a half years when we started to kind of look at what we can do. And the I'm still learning now. Right. We're always still learning and we're still absolute amateurs. So. And, and what I would say is even the experts are learning because there's more and more research and evidence coming out on what works and what doesn't work. And, and this is a, it's an, it's an ecosystem, right? It's a, mm. it's, it, it's complex. It's, it's not one in and one out like a computer mm-hmm. or a server. It, there are yeah. multi mm. dimensions to this and yeah. multiple factors that are impacting what it is. So, to do the to, to do something you think it's the right thing and create unintended consequences is quite easy. So what we want to do is make sure that whatever we go after, whatever the part of the initiative that we're focusing on, so let's say orchards that we're doing at the moment, that it's evidence-based. We're going to the experts, we're going to the scientists, and we're saying, what is the very best thing that we can do with this amount of people, with this amount of money that people are getting behind what's the very best thing we can do to create the best impact right now mm-hmm. that's orchards we kind of have four layers in our dcs for bees campaign one is our orchards in the community it's a way of planting orchards right now in 32 counties of ireland which we've achieved we set out to plant a thousand mini orchards and um, these are mini um fruit uh, mixed fruit tree orchards we've planted 1263 which is incredible absolutely delighted with the results around that are they are they all on land by data centers or in some cases it data centers putting the money in to have an orchard somewhere nearby it's it's well that's why we call it orchards in the community because it's very much about connection with the community and our environment around us so Mm -hmm. look you know while there are data centers in ireland and 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 you know, uh, quite a few in places. 
there isn't a huge amount of land associated with those. Some of those data centers will have significant land. Some of them really won't. Um, so there might be space for some orchards, but there's no way we'd get, uh, you know, 1,263. And the other thing about it is dispersing these orchards throughout the country is also key. So being able to create these kind of pollination pollinator rest stops right mm -hmm. throughout the country is far more valuable than just having them in a concentrated area so right now how we do it is our partners and our um, supporters will come behind us will fund and pledge for the orchards and then we work with both our partners community groups and our partners will work with their community groups but we also have outreach to the community and so we've got them in 32 counties in Ireland there's schools there's tidy towns there's community centers there's um charity groups there's residential groups all sorts of groups that are coming together to actually and this is capturing their imagination so not only is it I suppose, an opportunity for our partners to kind of, you know, do something good with their employees and they're sending out to their employees' homes and, you know, there's been orchards being planted that way. But it's also an opportunity for them to outreach to their local community and then the much, much wider community beyond that as well. Right. Yes. I mean, the... the um... Uh, the unintended consequences you mentioned, I, I've got an example of that. Um, I've got beehives in my garden and everybody said, you know, a lot of people, they, they'll pick up beekeeping as a great thing. And um, it's only after you've done it a little while that somebody says, oh, you do know that your honeybees are um, taking away food from my bumblebees and all the other kinds of bees that there are. And so, yeah, um, unintended. I mean, have you got any examples of like, because I... I, I Starting with the idea of your own land was, is, is what sort of struck me as an interesting thing about this, that um, the, the first set of uh, guidelines you had from the um, uh, for DCs for bees was really very much about, you know, what you could do within your security fence, what you know, things you could do with the bits of land you've got. Yes. And yeah, and, and some of them being really quite easy, in fact, easier than, the, than what people are doing already. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's so important to have. So this is part of the DCs for Bees pollinator plan that, that you're referring to there, right? Yeah. It's a plan. There's 42 actions in it. And you can actually look at it and just say, right, I'm going to mow my garden less. Oh, there's some hedgerow in my garden. I'm going to keep that. You know, um, you know, I'm going to, you know, look at planting orchards in my garden or even like a fruit tree or two fruit trees, you know, something like that. So there's all of these lovely actions that that can happen. And it's it also includes things like influencing your your customers, influencing your supplier, um, your supply chain. All of these things are part of the pollinator plan. But the important thing is, is that it's evidence based. And there's lots of things that I suppose get kind of trendy and they get a lot of coverage and, um, you know, people see them as the right things to do, like, you know, have beehives. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with beehives. Again, I'm not the expert, but <laughs> our focus is on wild bees, right? So in Ireland right now, there's 100 wild bees. Um, and two, by the way, have only just been... Um, discovered or um we've realized that they're not extinct in the last two years so that's really encouraging so it was 98 when we started this it's 100 now that we, we can't take the credit for that right but th that's really good really hopeful it's two extra bees and then there's the honeybee which is seen as a kind of domestic um uh bee right um 
and and we're really focused on those hundred wild bees. So that's kind of where our focus is. And then in terms of you know other unintended consequences, we've seen there's so much um, around uh, planting wildflower seed everywhere, and that has implications as well. Like we we our campaign actually started with right we're going to do something for bees we're going to plant a billion seeds or whatever it was you know we were kind of going what's our big huge goal and when we went to talk to the experts they were like god no please don't don't do wildflower seeds because that has a lot of unintended consequences what's wrong with wild what's wrong with wildflowers oh well no listen you really do have to talk to the expert but you know there are things like um it can depending on where the wildflower comes from it first of all if it is imported it can come with um you know diseases from Mm -hmm. where it comes from that aren't in ireland already so you can introduce um diseases that aren't already here so that's the first thing the second thing would be that even if you go for native wildflower seed, it can be planted in the wrong place. Like the very best thing that you can do is actually rewild. So actually look at what's coming through. And this doesn't just mean leaving a part of your garden to just go crazy and all sorts of stuff grow up through it. It's actually culted, you know, it's it's taking care of it and it's pulling out the grass and allowing the dandelions to come through, allowing the natural um, flowers that would have been there. And apparently even dormant seeds that could have been there for many, many years before there was ever houses built in the area can actually still come through when they're given the chance. So the idea is that rewilding is the first best thing you can do. Mm. Now, if you're going to do a very small part, you know, patch of, wildflower seeds you know I'm sure it's fine right and you know we we have all this anxiety about you know when I started going into this I was like oh my god I have begonias and roses and they do nothing for pollinators am I doing the wrong thing actually we should just be planning around how can we how can we best um you know facilitate pollinators you know in a in a in a in a in a in an accessible way for us all right because mm-hmm. we have our gardens and we have you know we've we've done we've got the hydrangeas there we've got you know we've got whatever it is that that aren't really helping pollinators that might be full of flowers but they're not actually pollinating flowers by educating and just reading up on what are the bulbs what are the flowers what's native how can you plant for pollinators you can just have a better mm. um, you're just better informed when you go to the garden center next of, of what yeah. will work and what won't mm-hmm. work. And that's another unintended consequence, like a good unintended consequence, because you started out talking about um, what's going on in the data center and it shifts really quickly to what's going on in your own life. I mean, I, the, I, I, one, the thing I like about this happening within the data center is I'm, I'm thinking of all those sort of engineers and yourself and people like that in all the different companies, companies visiting if there's something there that says this is what we're doing this is why it's good and if the people you know and if the engineers can step outside of that um humming artificial environment and see some nature outside it's going to change their attitudes it's changed your attitude from the sound of it completely and that's the thing there's so many benefits to this right there's there's that it's why signage is so important it's why awareness is so important because it's like you can, you know, you can do st- land use absolutely is key and how you, so if you've got space at the side of the data center, you know, let's look at how you can make that biodiverse, brilliant, 
But it's exactly what you said. It's the people coming in and out and they're going, oh, what's that? Like, why are we doing that? And that kind of information, Mm. that advocacy then spreads. And we see this so much because we've got, we also created as part of this program, our DCs for Bees Ambassadors. So we have about 42 ambassadors who come together on a monthly basis and they they kind of their their goal is to halt the decline of bees in Ireland and their mission is to kind of create a movement around this in this industry mm-hmm. and in Ireland and beyond. So they're literally coming together to say right what can we do about this like how can we get that engineer walking out of the data center to go home and then think god maybe I could plant up you know a little pollinating basket outside my home there's where you know we can get real impact and influence because you're you're influencing a far wider audience that we can ever track or Mm. know about but that's where the real change is going to happen even when you're talking to um you're influencing your own group so that engineer is walking out of the data center thinking gosh wow a it's beautiful b it makes me feel better c it's helping the environment i'm going to go home and implement some of this and then they are starting to influence their sphere of influence as well right their their social Mm. network their neighborhood their um work network and they're starting to talk about these things more and more and the more we're talking about it the more we understand, oh, okay, gosh, maybe I don't need to cut my grass every week. Happy days. Like, I get a bit of time. <laughs> you yeah. know, maybe I, maybe I need to think a little bit more about pesticides. And, oh, I've seen actually how my estate, you know, my neighborhood is is managed and they're spraying pesticides. Maybe I can talk to the management company and get them to stop spraying pesticides. Maybe we can find alternatives. Like, just having that awareness of those little things that can make a big difference Mm. means that together we can just make a giant difference we can be the change together yes yeah i mean that's a difficult step onwards to start talking to other people and saying stop spraying pesticides that's a but then you know if they can see if you if you've got the arguments for it and you've got and and you're you're in touch with the experts so you know what works yeah yeah that's it and and that's why we created the pollinator plan as well. It's to make it accessible and easy. Like if we make this too difficult for everybody, it's 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 not going to make an impact. We have to make this in a way that we can achieve it. So when we're looking at, you know, let's take, for example, the orchards there, you know, we make sure for our campaign, we've made sure that we've got orchards that are suitable for urban gardens they're not going to get too big they're very manageable like it's all about creating easy things that we can all do we're also going to be doing um something later in the year you know around um sunflowers which you know are very impactful for biodiversity and you know really good for pollinators and for birds and and biodiversity in general so there's all of these opportunities around us what we have to do is just package them up, turn them into easy actions. That's what the plan is about. Mm -hmm. So that you can take them and say, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And I can do that. I can take those three actions and I can definitely do them. The rest might be a bit hard for me right now. That's okay. You do what you can in your space and in your environment and in your sphere of influence. And then you can build on that over time. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say it's a bit like planting seeds, but that's just too <laughs> <laughs> too, <laughs> too obvious. 
so many puns around this that you can do all the time. Ooh. It's like creating such a buzz. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, have you? I mean, um, I was going to say, what's next? I mean, have you heard? Have you heard much from um, similar things happening? Ab- happening abroad are they in touch with you yeah like this is the amazing thing about this I've never I don't think I've ever been involved in anything and I come from a kind of marketing and communications background I don't think I've ever been involved with anything that's captured people's imagination so much like people love this like they really (laughs) they want to do something and Mm. I think this stems out of what I kind of referred to at the start we're all a bit anxious about this. Like we we all want to do something, but we don't really know what to do. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's incredible about this campaign is that it gives people that power to do something. So absolutely, we've we've um, we've talked with other countries. So we've talked with other um, places that want to implement something similar to our pollinator plan. We've talked to. Um, you know, the, the Dutch Data Centre Association, I know, are really interested in this and have started talking to municipalities um, in their area, right, to, to, to mm-hmm. look at this. We've looked at, you know, we've been in contact with people in Loudoun County and we've, you know, looked at ways that we can, um, you know, help and influence them. We've wow. got loads of our- Loudoun County, Northern yeah. Virginia. <laughs> I know, imagine. They, yeah. they got, I've been there. There's scarcely any room between the data centres to grow anything, but I'm sure they'll find it. <laughs> but isn't that what this is about? It's not exactly. just the data centre space. It's mm. like it's that sphere of influence as well, right, that can get far broader than, than just mm. the little places right we we need to kind of open up our minds about the 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 potential for this kind of thing and then we can you know then we can make it happen you know we also have some of our partners are while we're hosting ireland we have 51 partners who have an interest in ireland so that includes irish indigenous companies and it also includes you know multinationals who have a presence in ireland and some of those who have been Although they have their own ESG schemes and they could easily have said, no, 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 we don't want to be involved in this. Some of them have just got behind this so mm-hmm. much and, and and made an incredible impact both internally in their own company and their communities. And now what they're looking to do is actually roll this out in other um countries as well, which is incredible. We actually right. did this exercise where we looked at of our 51 partners, mm-hmm. how many employees in total? do they have right not just the irish operations but in total and it's over two million so if you think right if everybody who's involved in the dc's for bees campaign or the orchards campaign or whatever in ireland can influence just their colleagues Mm -hmm. not even Mm -hmm. move outside their colleagues that's two million people who are more aware of this who will be making small little changes who will be um you know making these tiny little changes that will have a bigger impact Mm-hmm. And then that starts to, you know, explode outwards. I, that's really exciting. That's that's mm. where this has so much potential. Again, something we can never track, you know, it's something mm-hmm. we can never know about. But what we do know from the feedback and um, the engagement on this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, we know people are really excited about it. We know they want to do something about it. We know they're, you know, they're on board with this. Mm. So that's really encouraging. Yeah. So, for instance, I mean, if, if if a, if one of your opposite numbers, a, gr- a group like the Dutch Data Centre Association, wants to set up something like this over there, they'll find that three or four of their members are multinationals, nationals who are already involved in this in, in Ireland. 
Absolutely. And for this, mm -hmm. wait for the pun again, we want this to grow wings, right? We don't ah. want to own this. <laughs> yeah. We don't want this to just be a host in Ireland thing. We're too mm -hmm. small. This has to mm -hmm. be huge. Like we're too small for that. So That's anybody great. who wants to come and take our pollinator mm -hmm. plan and and do the right thing, right? So to take it, bring it to experts and create their own pollinator plan, like absolutely 100% will help you, will work with you. Like absolutely, we will give that to you. Like this has to be bigger than us because mm -hmm. this issue is bigger than us. This problem is bigger than us. So we are 100% supportive of anybody who wants to get on board, who wants to take this international, who wants to take it bigger, who wants to make an impact with it. Any element of it, we're happy to work with them. It, that's And that's mm -hmm. our ambassador's mission. Right. And is there anything beyond orchards? Or do, does, do orchards actually encompass the, the entirety of the sort of uh, in, indigenous endangered species? No, so that's just one part of it, right? So right now, orchards is just on our minds because we've just delivered the 1,200 mm -hmm. orchards. We've yeah. just increased it to 2,000. We're going to be doing that over November and February. So it's all very exciting for us at the moment. Um, and orchards are absolutely, like, they're just a brilliant, um, uh, you know, cornerstone for biodiversity to improve biodiversity in any area, right? So that's, that's kind of why that's top of mind. But there's actually four streams. So one is the orchards. One is different stays. So while during the pandemic, now we haven't done much of this, but before the pandemic, we would do things like bring 100 people um, up the side of a mountain and plant uh, 2,000 um, native Irish trees mm -hmm. in an area, creating copses so that it would um, enable... Um, biodiversity and in particular on this particular site the the wall butterfly which is in serious decline um has been seen on the site and so the whole idea is to try and help this um butterfly to flourish again right so there's things like that the different days then there's the pollinator plan itself which we created uh, or we at least brought to our partners two years ago but last year we kind of publicly brought it out to everybody so that anybody can use it whether you're in the mm -hmm. data center industry or not you can read through this and you can find actions to take and then the and then we were will be looking at that again we're always working again with the experts to how you know how do we change it how do we make it more impactful how do we make it more relatable how do we make it easier for people to 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 understand and take action and then the fourth thing is our ambassadors and so our ambassadors, as I said, you know, they're getting together and they're always looking at ways to spread the message wider within their own company or within their environments. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there will be more as well. Like we're always and our partners are so excited by this that, you know, we do have plans. There will be more. We're always looking at, you know, and, and this is what. I love about host in Ireland and Gary Connolly, the, the, the founder, it is all about doing the right thing for the right reasons with the right people at the right time. And we're grounded and guided by that. So mm -hmm. when we started looking at this, Gary was like, right, we're going to get a hot air balloon. We're going to throw out seeds all over the place. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> for this, you know, big thing. Actually, when we are grounded by that, we're going, okay, that's great. Let's bring that to the experts. And the experts are like, no, 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 please don't do that. <laughs> How about this? You could mm -hmm. do this. You could do a pollinator plan. You could do orchards. You could do this. 
and they're they're the ones guiding us on what are the most impactful and the right things to do without the unintended consequences Mm -hmm. so it's very much it's very much about kind of doing the right thing Mm. it's going to be really exciting to watch in the future as different versions of this show up with entirely different national uh, angles and different um, ecosystems building into it. Absolutely. And wouldn't that be incredible? Mm. Well, Michelle, it's been brilliant talking to you. Thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you so much. Do keep us posted with what's going on with this in future. Absolutely. uh, And thank you so much for having me. And, you know, even this is one of the actions, right? This is spreading the word and and creating awareness. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks for that, Peter. And thank you to Michelle and to Hosts and Ireland for everything they're doing to empower our industry to make a difference. From a sustainability standpoint, datacent is really can be a force for good. It's really interesting to hear about all the ways we can incite meaningful change in this area. If you've got any questions or comments about the episode or anything in particular you would like us to discuss, do get in touch via zero downtime at datacentdynamics.com. As always, please do rate, review, follow, subscribe, however your podcast platform of choice does things. Once again, thank you for listening and thank you to Verdiv for supporting the series. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Sustainability is no longer a nice to have. It's a priority. Vertive Power cooling and IT management solutions for critical infrastructure are designed to reduce the use of energy, water, and space. From innovative liquid cooling to dynamic grid services, we work hand-in-hand with customers to enable them to meet their data center sustainability goals. Visit us at vertive.com and see what we can do for you.